Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's time for the podcast, or when I was coming home from the grocery store, I thought of a song. I was listening to an episode before it comes out, and then I heard myself repeat something that I heard repeated in the song. Oh, it goes on and on and on. So if you're, if you're listening and you throw your hands up in the air sometimes, you say, Scoots, oh. And you say, what rhymes with that? Well, Lyle Alzado does. That's not what they're saying in the song. But I'm a podcaster that does go on and on and on. And some people, they do throw their hands up. But, like, but if you've been throwing your hands up about getting to sleep, you may be in the right place. Welcome if you're new. If you're a regular listener, so glad you're back. Uh, I love what your your hair looks uh, great, by the way. Or, you know, just a comp, you know, gen- you're, here's a compliment. You're doing great. Uh, but if you're, oh, if you're new, this show is a bit different. Uh, it is a bit strange. It does take some getting used to. Most regular listeners say it takes two or three tries to get used to because it's here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff so you could fall asleep. I make the show, and there's a lot of people listening right now, at least, who are nodding their heads because I can relate to what it's like not to be able to sleep, those feelings you might have. That's why I call it the deep, dark night. And there's also the fact you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you could get some rest, uh, the rest you need. Uh, So uh, that's why I make the show. Give it a few tries. If you find out you don't like the show, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you has a list of other podcasts and stuff. But I'm so glad you're here. What we'll do is we'll have some support for the show, then a long meandering intro to ease you into bedtime, and then a bedtime story to put you to sleep. Uh, so welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcaster that does go on and on and on and throws the lulls out like... Uh, not like Lyle Alzado. I'm not even sure I know who Lyle Alzado is, except that I said, say hey Lyle Alzado. So anyway, uh, it's time for sleep. Believe it or not, this is a sleep podcast? Oh yeah, it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. Uh, What I'm going to attempt to do is uh, create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts on your mind, thoughts... uh, like thoughts that you're thinking about, you know, about the past, the present, the future... So thinking, you know, thought, thought, thinking thought stuff. Oh boy, thought, think, thunk. Uh, if I had a t-shirt, have I, I probably, that sounds like something I've already said before. But if you, so, Scoots, if you could sum it up, how do you spend, how do you like to uh, spend your time? Or if you were in that uh, Disney ride with the, the grim grinning buds, uh, if you were in the before you go into the pre thing before the pre thing before the stretching room you go into that other room before before you go in that room there's uh those uh, stones and you'd say I said I think I'd say think think thunk but that thank doesn't think thought think thinking thoughtin thunkin 
thunked, uh, thunked. The, it would, whatever the punchline would be, it would say thunked, uh, maybe. He was thinking he thought, but he was thunked. There you go. May, that's the best I can do under pressure. But I, th- I think that's, if he was thinking, here lies, here's resting right now so soundly as dearest scooter. Uh, but it would be better if we rhymed it with dearest scooter. Nothing rhymes with scooter that's appropriate for bedtime. Uh, When he ate beans, he was a tutor. But this has nothing to do with all that stuff. Uh, But it's think, thought, thunked. He thought, he thanked, it thunked, and oh, so whatever. If it's thoughts, keeping it could be feelings, emotions. Like when you're trying to think up stuff and then it all goes sideways. Uh, it, like uh, it could be if, if anything emotionally related to thoughts or, to, you know, that are just coming up for you. It could be physical sensations. I don't know. Why does thank fit in there, though? Think, thank, thunk. Because uh, then I go, isorum, isorum, isos, isos, that's just stuck in my brain. The only thing, it, uh, four semesters, and uh, all they can do is make a super niche joke that's probably incorrect. East Orem, East Osis. Uh, um, oh, so it could be thoughts, feelings, physical sensations. It could be changes in time or temperature or routine. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, it could be something else. And I want to tell you, whatever it is, there's a lot of people listening right now. And this is like a weird sort of digital type thing or whatever. But uh, we're all we're not all in the same boat, but we can relate uh, to one another. That's what's important about this show is uh, I might not understand exactly what you're going through. I may not even be able to help keep you company or put you to sleep, but if I can't relate to what you're going through or how it feels, someone out there can. And I'm not saying that because anybody's got any answers. We're all full. You know, I got questions. You know, you say, Scoots, I got questions about your congregations. And I'd say, con- is it congregate? Is it congr- con- conjugations, right? Uh, I'd say, well, meet you at con- conjug- conjugation station. It's right out, right out, uh, like, uh, adjunct to congregation station that's where everybody congregates by the way i prefer there because i say i don't want to be in a station full of people conjugating then i'll be think 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 thought and thunk uh what was they saying though oh whatever it is uh well there might not be anyone listening that's gone through exactly what you're going through a lot of us know how it feels that's one of the reasons i make the show because i know how it feels in the deep dark night i know what it feels like to dread bedtime to dread Sunday night starting on Friday afternoon. I know how that feels or wondering, and I know it doesn't feel good. That's one side of it. The other side of it is I truly believe you deserve a good night's sleep. I don't even believe it. You know, I I know it. Uh, You deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve the sleep you need where your life feels more manageable uh, and you deserve a bedtime you don't have to dread, that you could at least feel neutral about. That's all I'm shooting for. I mean, I'm shooting to make your bedtime something you look for. Well, I got that guy who can't, um, I mean, I guess that would be, 
He's the most forgotten member of that Disney ride, uh, Happy Friends at the Big Farm in the sky. Uh, he's out there in the uh, stone, the uh, st- whatever they call that, uh, what do they call it, the stone garden. Uh, and he's got a stone there, think it thought thunked or something. Also something about him having eaten too many beans. Uh, there once was a man named Scooter. Oh, that's a limerick. That's actually too long. That wouldn't even fit either. Uh, oh, oh, so oh, I'm making a sleep podcast. Oh, holy cow! I thought this was the uh, lame limerick uh, uh, cast uh, where I. Uh, sorry, I, I, uh, that's my secret podcast. Uh, so it only has points to four percent of an episode completed. Okay, so, oh, you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you could rest. And hopefully you get the rest you need. Your life is not just more manageable, but you could be out there flourishing. That means our world is a better place if your world's a better place. So that's why I make the show. Now, there is a lot about this podcast that's different and that does not work for everybody. But for the people it works for, they say, oh, I didn't even know I was looking. I'm, I'm not like, uh, I didn't realize I was cut out for this either. I mean, I didn't realize, oh. This is what I'm made to do. Uh, but the same thing for the listeners. I didn't even know I was looking for something like this, but this is what I was looking for. And that's a show that could be that I'll explain a little bit more, but that's your friend in the deep, dark night, just here to keep you company. I'm not even here to put you to sleep. I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar bud, your boar bestie, your neighbor, your boar burr, your friend. To call, that's on call. I'm just talking. You're barely listening to me. It's a podcast you don't need to listen to. You could listen to me as background noise, but you can listen. That's the other thing. So I'm here to keep you company, whether you're listening or not. There's also no pressure to fall asleep because I don't really put you to sleep. I just keep you company while you drift off. And those kind of things, they take some getting used to because usually when you check out something, they say, hey, this hel- this is what helps me fall asleep. Uh, I listen to it every night. Uh, it's my boar guy or my boar bud. You might think, okay, when's the soothing part come that helps me fall asleep? When are you going to, you know, uh, you know, feel like a fuzzy blunt? You know, when are you going to put some fleece, you know, fleece on your voice or whatever, fleece in your words? And I'd say, uh <laughs> Mine's more like, yeah, mine's like a cheese grater. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. I stumped myself because I said, yeah, I'm not very fleece-like. Uh, I mean, I can be. I serve the same. But you say, well, it does the same thing. Makes me feel like I'm bundled in fleece. Uh, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not, my brain said. But that's fine, too. So this is a podcast you don't really listen to. It doesn't really put you to sleep. If you can't sleep, though, I'm here to the very end. And that's what really works about this show. I'm here to keep you company, but you don't need to worry about falling asleep or listening to me. And if you wake up or you need a break during the day, I'll be here rambling and on and on and on. So those are a few things to know. A couple other things to know. Um, what else do you need to know? This is a show. Oh, structure the show. That's the other thing. So the show starts off with a greeting. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Then I quote a song or whatever I did this time. So you feel seen and welcomed in, and you say, okay, I can kind of get the tone of the show, a little bit silly. Then there's support for the show. That way, if you're listening for free, you get to listen for free. Uh, And paying for it or supporting the show is optional, better suited towards regular listeners anyway. 
or long-term listeners. So the support is like allows you to test it out for free or allows you to listen to it for free if you can't, can't support it. Then there's support for listeners and communities around the show. Then there's the intro, which is what we're in now. It is totally separate from the support and stuff. Because the intro serves two purposes, introducing you to the show, which after the third intro, you say, okay, this guy doesn't have any idea what he's doing. That's what works about the show. And I say, exactly. But it does take a couple times to get used to. But the other purpose of the intro, other than introducing regular, like new listeners to the show, is that the regular listeners, this is part of their wind down routine for 90% of the regular listeners. There's a couple percentage of people that skip it couple percentage of people that fall asleep, a couple percentage of people that just listen to intros. But for most listeners, this is part of the, the part of the transition from being awake to asleep. Uh, maybe you're doing some sort of other activity to relax. Maybe you're getting ready for bed. Maybe you're in bed getting comfortable. I've definitely been petting my dog more as a part of my wind down routine uh, because she likes to be like, she likes me to put a blanket on her anyway, because I like my room freezing cold and she does, you know, obviously does not, uh, but she likes to be tucked in. So I also give her some pets. Uh, so I don't know. So the intro is meant to be a part of uh, a twilight period or whatever. Then there's support for the show between the intro and the story. Again, it keeps the show free and coming out twice a week. Then there's our bedtime story. Tonight will be our episodically modular bedtime story. Make great pets is a working title. It'll be about a pet trying to help somebody and it's episodically modular. So you can listen to them in any order. Each episode, each of these is very standalone procedural. Like, uh, there's a person they're dealing with something and the pets there to help them. And uh, really, um, you know, nice uh, way to ease you into bedtime. But it does follow a nice little structure. Not everything goes perfect. Uh, but, you know, when you got a pet, like I said, you know, I get to pet my dog at bedtime. So, and then there's some thank yous at the end of the show. So it's a structure of the show. That's why I make the show. I'm so glad you're here. I appreciate you coming by and checking out this podcast work really hard and a bunch of other people do on this show and I yearn and I strive. I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's how I'm able to do it for you for free twice a week. Hey, everybody scoots here. It's time for our episodically modular series, uh, which I think is being called make great pets. It, uh, it's, uh, it's about pets kind of, uh, it's about, uh, pets helping people. But as always, it's a little bit more than that. It's full of meanders and uh, solo- I don't know if there's soliloquies. There is a mention. Here's a, here's like what you got to look forward to tonight. They'll be talking about an ode. There won't be an ode, but there'll be a lot of talk around talking around odes. Not like my other podcast, talking to toads. That's a different show. Or talking toads. That's a podcast. Those are on my to-do list, both of the talking around toads. I've done, that's the only one I've done of the three. I've made sleep with me talking around toads or frogs, more frogs. Sorry, toads. An ode to toads. Uh, I love you loads at the end. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I thought of that. It, like when you're not in my hand going to the bathroom, uh, especially that's my main toad memory.
uh, even when like, uh, just in the palm, toad, a uh, toad in the palm of my hand, leave something behind that, that uh, like there's my, like, uh, that, that I don't, wouldn't write a note about. Anyway, this is a sleep with me's episodically modular story, which means you can listen to this in any order. It's basically a journal of someone named Rin who is helping be helpful via pets, uh, this episode's about uh, cereal, uh, the the break, you know, the thing you have at breakfast time, and uh, it'll be it'll be nice and meandering. Uh, I don't think there's any other set setup you need. It's episodically modular, procedural, so you, you know that uh, you can get your bedtime started right. And speaking of procedure, one of our procedures to start every episode of our serial episodically modular series is. Uh, our Hollywood announcer, whose procedure when they get here is to, uh, you know, be as quiet as possible, which they're so good at. Uh, that's all I could say. I mean, I could say more about when they're not good at it, but, you know, I like uh, rarely have we seen a person who hasn't been as quiet as Antonio Banderas, uh, who drives up here from L.A. for free. Mr. Antonio Banderas. As uh, so the friends beyond the binaries, the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, it's time for uh, Make Great Pets Meow. Wow, that, I like that. Thanks, Antonio. This is uh, Make Great Pets. Uh, hey, this is Rin, and uh, I'm recording this. This is my journal, just in case this is your first day. I've had a couple days on the job, but I'm still kind of new. And I'm kind of recording my process that I've been involved in for training purposes. I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do with these journals, but I would think they would play them back uh, or someone's listening, I hope. And maybe you're recording them. There is the part that it's like, oh, by recording these, uh, that I kind of get a like a perspective. And I'm assuming you know the rest. Uh, you know, we're uh, part of this uh, helpful pets program. That's just a suggestion as uh, what to call it. Uh, you know, post Bessos, uh, Cash Penny. You know, they're trying out with uh, the available earths. This is one of the things they're trying out. This is what they told me. They said, okay, we tried guardian angels. That didn't work. They uh, Too powerful. They said, couldn't I bend an angel with some of that angel power? They said, so angels really could smoke. They said, moving forward. And I said, they said, and then the opposite of guardian angels didn't work. In fact, that did not work so spectacularly. Multiple timelines of Earth. Uh, apparently, there's other timelines of Earth that's not just in the movies or alt Earths. I don't know what that would mean, but let's just pretend. They said try try to forget all that because just remember this is the most important. This is the timeline. I said I've never been a even when I was uh, back on in human form. I couldn't. Uh, manage just living in one timeline. I mean, it was one timeline, but I was trying to go ahead and behind at this, you know, couldn't, they said, maybe that's part of your, maybe that's, and I said, oh, is this one of those things where it turns out this has been a process for me? So anyway, I'm supposed to record my experiences, uh, trying to help, uh, 
in in uh, in case you're new, that this would comfort you. Maybe maybe say, "Wow, I'm I'm very compared to this person, Ren. I'm very qualified." And try to give you tips and maybe keep it past the time because there is a lot of time to pass. I don't want to get into that. Uh, and I record these while my pet is asleep. Uh, right now, uh, I'm Lynn and I'm a cat. My first time being a cat. Uh, and normally I record these after my first day, but to be honest, and you may hear it in my voice, I'm a little bit, uh, this is my second day. My first day was that we were traveling. Ziva is my, uh, my, my person. And, uh, we were like, so I had some sleepy stuff that Ziva gave me to keep me calm during travel. So I was kind of out of it, to be honest. Uh, and I didn't record cause I was asleep most of the time. And then when I was awake, I said, uh, is this what it's always like being a cat? No wonder there's, but it turns out that was just the medicine uh, that was like, uh, so today I'm feeling, I'm a little groggy, but that could just be, I don't know. Again, this is my first time being a cat or within a cat, whatever you want to call it. And as you probably know, but just in case you don't know, so we inhabit these pets. We can't control them totally, but we can influence them where, uh, and neither pilot or passenger, but both at the same time. I mean, we could definitely mostly control the pet, uh, to be honest. Uh, they just say that in the training. Uh, you just can't, if you try to initiate, it's kind of like a passive, like a, works best for me if you really want to control the pet, I'm just saying. Like, let's just say, in cat, cat I found, if you want to, like, stare at someone that you find you're not, uh, like that is a situation I found myself in today that you may not, may, may have strong feelings about and then accidentally show them your, um, like they say, like you like you put your tail up and you turn your back to them and then say, look at that, uh, for a while. That's like, uh, you could, like I was able to do that, but you got to influence it. You can't directly control it, but if you think about it, in a gentle way, you can do it. You know, and I don't know. There's no, I don't think there's any demerits. But if I, I mean, I guess probably maybe I'll just keep having to do this. Is that what's going on? Like if once I get this right, then I get to be, it's not that bad being a pet. I guess something to do, except when the downtime part. Okay, so this is day two, technically, but a day one. And we are traveling. So we're not at home. We're staying at a hotel. And not bad. And then we headed to a, so Ziva is uh, my human. Now, there are a couple other humans being referred to or part of Ziva's, her family or uh, like her cousin and her best friend are meeting us. But uh, they're not here. They're not here yet. Uh, so our, like uh, the, this is like a adjoining, we have adjoining rooms. And I guess it's like an older cousin. Um, so, okay, so we go to this. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm like an indoor-outdoor cat that gets taken everywhere, which I know some people have, they, even today, they made looks. They said, "I'm." by the way, I'm alert. And they said, okay, it, Ziva is uh, being deferred to a lot in this situation, which I'll explain. 
So even though they said, okay, well, you can leave the conference room, the person that was allergic to cats, I mean, people are, but a lot of other people say, why is a cat in a bag? So I have a backpack and a, like, foldable wagon. Though I could walk, uh, but I'm unleashed. Uh, so, okay, so we went to this uh, corporate industrial building, and we had, a uh, like, a town car take us there. And everyone was like, there was like a, even though the building was somewhat drab, turns out it's a headquarters. So I'll give you some of the information. Who? Ziva. And two other family members we haven't met. And then the CEO and the board of directors of this company, which is uh, one of the top uh, companies that makes breakfast cereal. Uh, worldwide, um, and just like there's been changes in being guardian angels, turns out that like there's a lot of changes going on, or have been going on in breakfast cereal. Who what? Which is kind of the what part of the what and the why, but part of it was like they were very excited for Ziva to come. Ziva, I'll explain more, but because Ziva did not win a contest, but it's something similar. So Ziva was like the guest of honor. They had balloons. They had people taking pictures and video, and we were not comfortable. Or, well, I was because uh, I'm just a cat, and I was like a little dazed from yesterday. And I was in my backpack, uh, so I had a bubble. I, I was shielded. But Ziva was uh, doing her best, but it was like... Uh, Ziva's in, my my what I'm gathering is Ziva's not an atten, attention seeker, and that this was uh, that Ziva feels put upon, because she told me that she said uh, so. So I'm not just projecting on Ziva. Okay, so Ziva was greeted with great uh, enthusiasm. Now none of the press or anything. They had a like something out like it was like a formal thing. By the way, like halfway there, the car picked up a public relations person that explained everything that was going to happen. So it wasn't like anything was a surprise and that there would be this formal greeting ceremony. I was still waking up, but, you know, they made it, the, the CEO and some of the board of directors and like uh, the head of the union. They all made speeches and talked about how exciting it was. There's banners. And then we went into the then we got a tour of the facility and then Ziva asked for a break, and they said, well, we don't really have, a, like, they said, well, we're going to have, a, and they said, don't worry, we're going to have private conversation time. Uh, the formal stuff will be over by, like, and then they had a luncheon. Then they actually did give Ziva a break, uh, but it wasn't like they had, uh, they just had a spare office. Uh, it did have, but we took a break in there. So it's a lot of activity, especially for a cat and just getting to know somebody. But eventually, then we had meeting with the CEO and the board of directors of the cereal company. And uh, that's where stuff started to get explained in very clear terms. And they But they did say, have you read everything we've sent you? And Ziva said, no, or I've perused it. Uh, but can you explain everything to me? And then they, so this is the who, what, where, when, and why kind of summary, because this is what's important. Well, one, Ziva's outside of her comfort zone, and Ziva's being asked to do something, 
with you, not not outside of like outside of Ziva's comfort zone, but not outside of the realm of uh, good, good taste or anything. Nothing like not me. Well, making a okay. Let me explain it. That'd be easier. So I said it was a contest, but it wasn't really a contest. And every time they started, Ziva said, "Back up and explain it more." So start at the beginning. Now, I'm not going to start at the beginning, but basically, you know, they talked about the history of cereal companies. I'll just give you what's important that I noticed. At some point in the world, uh, they said, uh, you know, entire aisle, of, this is just my summary. So because if it's some sort of cereal historian, you know, if you, I don't know if you're some sort of cereal historian, you might object to some of this, but this is just a, a quick version, my version. But they said this whole aisle of cereal, breakfast cereal, uh, they started like getting involved uh, in the, the priorities, uh, cultural priorities shifted. But the companies were like, no. And, and so there was like a big disagreements about it. And basically, they set limits and rules. And some of it did get a bit um, complicated, you know, with so many, with the whole world being involved and different local, like, uh, not all bureaucracy is bad, but bureaucracy can make things complicated. And there was only a couple of cereal companies, while they didn't have a monopoly, they did kind of have a monopoly. But eventually... The overall goal, while the the result was not that, it was like, hey, let's just say, do we really need all of these selections? Is it a good use of resources and a good expression of our societal values? Uh, and once they got past all the, you know, like discussions about those things and worked on implementing stuff, they said, okay, well... They just set limits. It's hard hard for me to under. I didn't even understand it, but uh, with like uh, how many cereals you could basically sell within different categories, you know, that's where it got to be some something. But it was like a lot different than if you're from the main. Like uh, I think they all everyone had long big aisles of these grocery stores of cereals. In the U.S., but a lot of, in this timeline, it spread everywhere. It became a popular thing in a lot of places. And then people decided, well, let's change this. But at the same time, it's kind of like not everybody was a fan of it, but people got used to it. But what happened was, uh, because, and it was a bit of the bureaucracy and maybe the wink-wink corporate uh, thing, of trying to push these rules, right? Because there's rules and they're trying to find gray areas. And this particular company got caught. uh, Well, they said they didn't understand. So I don't know what the truth is, to be honest. I'm just, this is where it's hard to separate the spirit within the cat from, you know, the cat within the spirit, if you know what I'm saying. Or the wren with, you know, the cat within me is wren, so, basically, what happened was they said, you have too many cereals uh, within this one category of cereals. Uh, and it went on and on and on for a while. But basically, the ruling body about international, the international cereal body or whatever, of governing of cereals or whatever, said, no, no, no. Out of those three cereals, uh, 
you can only sell two, so you have to eliminate one, period. Uh, I mean, it was a part of a big negotiation, but that's the thing they got reached. Now, to the credit of the CEO, she said, uh, well, what if we... um." What if we uh, like make this a positive? So, so the, and this is this was all stated to to us during this meeting, when Ziva kept saying, "Let me understand more." Like, what was your viewpoint? You know, Ziva's good at that kind of stuff. And they said, "Well, we could look at this like a positive instead of a negative." You know, we've gotten through the negotiations, and we still have to eliminate one of these three cereals. Oh, the cereal, what cereals are they? Cocoa Blue Planet Puffs, a Queen's Corn Crunchy, and fr- fr- Frosting Flakes. Uh, so one of those three had to be, like, uh, cut back on, uh, eliminated uh, from the marketplace. Like, they only had a permit to sell two of those three cereals, basically, within those categories. And they said they they did some corporate brainstorming. Well, what if we put the flakes in the current? No, that's corn crunchy, planet cocoa, pan, plan, so we can't. Uh, and then someone, the CEO, actually, she said, well, what if we, uh, wh- why do we have to decide? Uh, what if we let the cereal, cereal lovers decide? Because the thing was that uh, from their market research, they said, well, most people, have a favorite of these three. And they said, which one's the most popular? But we let's not do it as a vote. They tested a bunch of different stuff out. Uh, turns out cereal makes money. And then they came, then they started to see all these, like, uh, they said, well, we don't want to have a vote, like just a straight vote, because uh, like that would kind of d- tend to d- delineate people that might like both, uh, but then they have to take a side. And when people take sides, uh, and you know, what if somebody figures out a gray area within the vote and, and changes the vote? But mostly they said, you know, we don't want to split people up about this. Uh, the goal is so is, is like love is cereal. That's what they said. Uh, so then they had a contest, I guess, but it wasn't open for public voting where they were looking for a piece of art uh, about the love of cereal. And they said it should probably be general, not about the specific cereal, but like have your specific cereal influence your vote. And whoever creates that piece of art will get to choose uh, which cereal gets eliminated of the three. And Ziva won that. Now, there's one wrinkle which is that uh, Lionel, was, uh, who was uh, Ziva's best friend, Ziva had written an ode to Serial. Uh, and, uh, and then, um, uh, like, but not planning, and unrelated to this contest, but Lionel submitted it, uh, like, uh, and got Ziva's permission, but didn't tell Ziva what they're like. So Ziva was under the impression that Lionel was submitting it to like a quarterly journal or something or a poetry collection for the library and not an international serial elimination contest. Okay, so then 
I'm trying to think what else happened at the meeting that is important. They said, okay, well, as part of this weekend, uh, in a few days, oh, they, they, they said, don't worry, because Ziva said, well, I don't like, uh, Ziva explained, and they said, well, it's past that point, and you legally are, are in a binding, you know, would have to go to binding arbitration or something, and, uh, like, uh, so you kind of have to choose. At this point, it's too late. And uh, don't worry. They said we have a limitless amount of focus groups ready to go all week, you know, all weekend or whatever, the next three days. And then you'll decide and we'll have the unveiling. And they said, OK, OK, that's uh, interesting. That's interesting. And uh, like uh, so they said, just figure it out. You'll figure it out. It'll be fine. We're here to help. Uh, but you have to choose something in the next few days, uh, choose a cereal, but don't worry, we're here to help. Uh, and don't worry, your guests will be there. They'll offer, you know, some support and, uh, it's going to be fine. It's just, it's just breakfast cereal. So that's where we're at is like, uh, today that's, that was today. Then we're now we're back at the hotel and Ziva was doing a lot of pacing. Then Lionel came, then Ziva was ignoring Lionel and, uh, and then her cousin Cinda's coming, uh, uh, tomorrow. So at some point, maybe in the afternoon to help, but, uh, it definitely like, uh, didn't like a couple of board members or in Lionel. I said, why'd you do this? Uh, and that was the discussion they had this evening. It's like, why? I can't believe, still can't believe you put me in this position, and Lionel said, "You're the you're the like the bell of the world world cereal ball. I'm surprised they're not having one." And everyone's so excited, and this turned out to be this strange unifying event uh, over cereal consumption. It's like ironic and cool at the same time, and gross. And so, and as Eva said, mostly gross. Uh, and uh, there's two, and you know, it's uh, like a uh, Lionel's in this position, much like the board or whatever, the CEO. Oh, this is just a win-win-win. Where Ziva's like, I think it, there's like a lot of downsides to this. What people are going to be, and they said, just sleep, Lionel said, just sleep on it and it'll be fine. So I don't know. I'm going to sleep on it too and I'll be back uh, after I see how things go tomorrow. Okay. Hey, it's uh, me, uh, Lynn, uh, the cat, uh, and thanks for asking. Being today was even better day as a cat. Uh, and today was a bit of a roller coaster. Uh, we, uh, I guess, uh, Ziva had got a great idea, which was like a database decision or database decision. And uh, so spent most of the day at the serial headquarters HQ. Uh, gathering all the info we had about the three cereals, their profiles, their popularity, uh, the like, even the pro, even some of the pluses for the company. Ziva even interviewed workers that work on each uh, production. Did like a did like video conferencing with workers around the globe. They don't say all cereals local, but uh, you could say that. It might not be accurate, but uh, your cereal may have been produced locally. 
Oh, so a lot of stuff trying to gather all the facts so that uh, in the end, Ziva can make an ironclad argument about uh, which cereal really was the best. Not meaning the most popular, but even looking at the ingredients and then the flavor, pro- like which ingre- which has the most, uh, like from cere- combing through cereal reviews, uh, reading, I mean, Ziva didn't want to get anyone involved immediately, but looking at all the literature, anything written about these three cereals, the history of their development, uh, what, you know, what cereal came first, you know, Cocoa Blue, Planet Puffs, uh, and uh, where, where they stand in popular culture, all, but like, uh, and and each which each gathering and this is one of Ziva's skill sets. So like it was like every few hours they would do a new focus group, and Ziva would present the argument. Uh, and I guess all these focus group people are uh, committed to you know being in part, like giving their opinions, uh, but they're all staying. So not maybe they're staying at the same hotel. I didn't even think about that. But so. None of these ironclad arguments stood up, even so then we gathered more data. And again, the company had, you know, limitless researchers. I mean, which is only a few people that were really good. And then Ziva would present the argument again, very much in a legal, uh, scientific uh, standpoint, uh, and they could not draw any consent. There was never any consensus around any of the decisions. Uh, and a lot of times it didn't go well. Uh, and this left Ziva feeling really, and I was trying to help because I said, this is like, uh, I was part doing a lot of purring. Like as Ziva made each new discovery, but in the end, uh, there was no, there's too many holes, no ironclad, way to defend one cereal where like it was so fully logical and clear even though it was but i'm not as eve said we'll never speak of this uh because uh, now we got to start anew tomorrow but it was like uh even when it was then there was other data that would contradict it so i guess that's wrong because they said well what about this uh you know, in this you know blind taste test, eighty-seven uh, percent of people chose this. Oh, but when there's no blind taste test, eighty-four uh, percent of people choose this. Oh, like uh, this one, you know, different milks. All uh, so turns out, uh, data, facts, and science did not uh, help. Uh, like create something where, in Ziva, felt like no one's gonna pick holes in my decision. Now, I think I have a feeling, and I've tried to, like, purr and even do, do some, like, sandpaper hand licks and arm licks uh, to comfort Siva because I think that's the way forward uh, is, like, oh, well, well, like, the emotional argument, which is, I guess, what we're going to work on tomorrow. Okay, hey, it's me again. It's Rin, uh, or uh, Lynn the cat, Rin and Lynn. So, uh, let's see. So, um, the emotional part, uh, today did not, uh, we, we, uh, it did not, uh, 
send send us here now. So send in, uh, and I'm not even in the same room. So I don't know what's going on there. Cinda said, let's talk uh, without the cat. Uh, but so today kind of didn't go great. Uh, the, the plan was similar to yesterday going in. And it was doing, it was also using the focus groups to find out, uh, instead of pitching, to find out more. I said, how many focus groups has this company gathered? Uh, but uh, it was just too many. And I say, from the from my standpoint as uh, a curious cat, I say, how did they come up with these cereals that kind of like are land in this 33%, 33% tile? And that people feel so strongly about. Now, I know, like, the restrictions uh, probably changed people's feelings about it uh, and made people more intensely loyal to one cereal versus the other. And it even got to the point where uh, Ziva and uh, and the CEO and the board tried to get on. They said, look at this. Emotionally, people uh, don't want to agree to one of these cereal. And they said, sorry, this is the rules. You know, like, there's no choice. Like, you have your person, you you know, this is like, a, like they have a ticking clock. This has to just be decided. Otherwise, they lose what the rights to sell cereal internationally. So... In summary, I guess, uh, the emotional-based argument did not work at all. Uh, like where Ziva thought maybe enough nostalgia could tip the scales or maybe enough empathy like could be developed where people would say, well, I understand now. And, you know, I'll find a new serial love. Uh, even though this isn't like some of the stuff people eat every day. But I guess maybe that adds to, that's what we discovered. It's like, oh, that changes it. Uh, if you only if you have it twice a month. Turns out you feel emotionally more attached to it. Uh, so, didn't go well. I don't know what Zeevan Center talking about, but I'm going to rest because it's, um, I'm just spent uh, and we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, hey, it's uh, Ren and, uh, what is it, day five or something? And it's coming up on, um, you know, it's coming up, I, I don't know, I guess you brought here to my voice. I'm a little uncomfortable, but uh, tomorrow afternoon is a big announcement. And uh, we're almost uh, there because Sina and Ziva. They came up with this new plan last night and then during the day today. And even Lionel kind of got on board with this, which was, uh, oh boy, like, so what happened was that, uh, and, and I don't know, I guess I'm not even sure why I feel so strongly about it because we got a solution and it's a good one for Ziva. But I feel like it's just too tied up in a bow where it's not actually... I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if it's my cat, 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 cat instincts or something. My being a pet is different than being a person in somebody's life. Uh, and I think being a pet, you got to remember you're closer to that person's heart uh, in some strange way, or you're a part of their hearts. Not physically, obviously, but uh, 
like almost like their circulation system. And maybe that's not what you have with, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to explain something I can't explain. Because the Senate came in and said, uh, okay, what's what's stressing you out, Ziva? Because they did get, uh, like, uh, Ziva told Lionel everything. I guess Lionel and Senna don't speak either. And that's part of, like, because Lionel did it without permission. But uh, Lionel said, well, tell me what's going on and how I can help. I'm sorry about this whole thing. And Ziva said, okay, what we're going to do is invite the representatives of, like, the biggest fan groups of each serial who were pretty, vo- you know, this is what, like, uh, Ziv was actually afraid of. And we'll try to get concessions, which groups are biggest. Uh, this is all Sinna's plan. Which, but it was pretty solid. It was like, okay, what is, oh, Ziva's biggest fears is uh, feeling like uh, one group is going to be upset uh about the serial going away and then, you know, then they'll be not nice to her or just feeling exposed. But also Cinna was like, you can ask for anything. Uh, You know, there is a compensation for this, but maybe that compensation is not enough. Like maybe you want enough compensation to give you some certainty as well. And then Lionel said, well, what about me? Uh, and, uh, like Sina said, that should be easy to get from the company because if you just don't decide, you know, they're going to have to make some calculations and, you know, you, you like, uh, you could say, well, you know, I couldn't decide, you know, like, uh, so this, uh, she said, well, you're right now, your negotiation position is strongest with everybody. So tomorrow we're going to meet with all these parties and extract some certainty from them, financial certainty from the company, uh, support from the union, because the union had a clear serial they, out of a two out of three that they preferred, and from the fan groups, but also making concessions to all the fan groups, uh, like which fan group, uh, like looking at it like Venn di- like negotiation by Venn diagram, I think was what Cinna said. And we'll find all the overlaps of what we can get the most out of and least resistance on the other side from. We'll get it all locked in and it'll be great. Uh, now, yeah, th- and this will help like mitigate any downsides. And Ziva, from a data standpoint, said, wait a second, this might just work. Uh, like, uh, and we actually looked at, like, the arrangement that the board of directors had. We said, wait a second, that's what they get for doing the, that? Uh, isn't that a part-time job? And uh, so I guess Senate already contacted people. Like, so I guess that part is, lo- like, almost locked in. I mean, not quite. But I don't know. So I'm not, like... Uh, totally comfortable with everything. And what I did was I like, uh, took, I found, uh, Ziva's ode and I put it in front of three boxes of cereal that she has on the desk in her room because I don't know. It, it's like, uh, I feel like the ode, it, none of this is based on love of cereal and I guess I'm, like, learning how much as a pet can I control? Can I just purr? 
So I'm hoping that uh, by just being present here with Razeeva, this is like a low, uh, as a cat, you know, you can't do much. Uh, um, uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe she'll read the ode. Maybe she'll change her mind. Or maybe I'll just be there as her pet, however it works out. Okay, it's uh, it's uh, me again. It's uh, <laughs> I guess I want to say great news. Uh, I'm assuming this is my... Uh, my goodbye, because uh, I feel like emotionally we got to a place that works. Uh, there's still some uncertainty. And it was funny because uh, it was also, so Ziva read the ode inside and tasted the cereals and uh, told Senna to put everything on hold and that she needed time to deal with this by herself and told Lionel that she would, you know, evaluate if they could still be friends. And uh, there seemed to be still one more piece left, and we were playing uh, laser pointer uh, chase in the hotel room where I get to knock over stuff because it's a hotel room. And, uh, oh, boy, this heck am I, is it fun? Holy cow. I'm not in, that's when I'm just a passenger. But uh, at one point, I thought I had the laser pointer cornered, you know, because it's tough to know it's not a laser pointer. And, uh, like, I was tr trying to bluff it uh, to move so then I could move in reaction to it. Uh, and uh, Ziva said, are you bluffing it? And then, like, about five minutes later, she said, holy cow, that's it. Uh, bluffing it. Uh and she, she called, she said, I'm ready. Uh, and I'm ready for a solution that's going to, that's actual, probably a win, win, win. And she told the CEO and the board to sit down and bring in the public relations people. And she said, are you ready for a, like an inside, outside the box idea? She said, first of all, can you put presents back in cereal or like toys or something and they said, is this part of your decision? And she said, uh, no, but I think you should do that. And they said, well, think about it. What's your, what, what cereal did you decide on? And she said, all of them and none of them. She goes, cause you were, she goes secretly, she goes, I still want that. Uh, I want to draw that salary, but I'll be doing, I'll be earning the salary a separate from you and uh, have another proposal. She goes, but you were kind of bluffing, right? Like, uh, there's still some gray area to be explored. And they said, well, kind of, but uh, go ahead. Like, not that we could balance with the public relations, no. That was the piece we couldn't put together. And, yeah, because if we have competition, so if we tried to get out of it, uh, it looked like it would impact us negatively. And she said, well, the thing is, this is all about the love of the cereal, right? And I started thinking, like, uh, which cereal would I miss most was, like, uh, part of the emotional thing. I couldn't wrap my head around when I was trying the emotional argument. Or which cereal has the big, biggest flavors? Which cereal has the subtlest flavors? Which has the best mouthfeel? And she was, and then I read my ode last night, uh, 
And I thought about it and said, like, what if you, uh, how many things were submitted? And they said, not that many. You'd be surprised. Uh, and she said, but the thing is that it's about savor. It's not just about savoring your cereal, but savoring moments in life. Uh, and everyone should have their own ode, whether it's the cereal or something else. And which cereal would you miss? Uh, and they said, okay, we're confused. And she goes, well, you miss something when it's gone, but you want it to come back because you have an emotional connection to it, right? Uh, and they said, okay. And she said, so I think we should have like a worldwide saver, like a day or something. And this could be totally independent of the thing. But she goes, I think you should be involved in that. But from the perspective of the cereals, I think what would work best is having, um, you just put them in rotation. Like, uh, you don't get rid of any of them. You get rid of two of them for eight months of the year. And then four months a year, you only sell one of these three cereals. And they were kind of like stumped and they said, holy cow. And she goes, yeah, and then people will miss it. And during the time it's missed, uh, the cereal that just went out, you know, you, she goes, absence and probably make the heart grow fonder. Each one, she goes, don't you think this will work? And they said, yeah. And she said, don't you think you could, then you're taking two cereals out. She goes, can't you get the rules to agree to something like that? And they said, I think we can. And Ziva said, and then... It is a win-win. No one has to lose a cereal, but everyone gets a temporary hold. Uh, and she goes, and then you can kind of see if people actually like them or not, because uh, uh, that's what was hard to parse when the cereal is going to go forever. Couldn't get people. I couldn't get people to clearly, uh, like, think about it. And she goes, and then I don't have to worry about pleasing everybody because uh, everybody can find their own way. And I never wanted to choose one. You know, this is something that somebody did uh, on my behalf. Now I'm going to get something out of it. Uh, we're going to establish this worldwide saver foundation to savor whatever. You don't have to savor cereal. You could savor the moment. You could savor the sun. You could savor your feet on the ground. But also, you know, I'll draw, you know, just like the board members, the same deal uh, with the health insurance and all of that. And we'll all, you know, it'll be a win-win-win, for real. Uh, and I purred, and then Ziva put me back in my backpack. Uh, and now we have an early morning flight, so I'm going to get some rest. And uh, I'll see you in another pet sometime somewhere else. Uh, hopefully something I did or a mistake I made was of service to you all. Uh, good night.